The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This episode of Radioactive Metal is dedicated to the memory of Frederick Forrest Livingston Jr. Radioactive Metal. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to, well, it's one of those episodes. Episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 737. And yes, I said episode a lot there. And I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. And dear listeners, this episode is brought to you by the fine folks at True Call Coffee. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. Go out there, get on the mailing list, check out the great coffees. They've got coffee, they've got mugs. Um, I don't know if they have a link to Embodiment Printing Press, but Embodiment Printing Press is also one of, the, I don't know if it would be a subsidiary, a partner, sister company, whatever. Sister company, um, yeah. It's all run by the proprietor of uh, True Cold Coffee, so it's just pretty much a one-man show. Um, but he does lots of stuff and does great work, right? So he makes great coffee. Pre-COVID, they were doing pop-up coffee bars, and I believe that's going to start again soon. And um, with Embodiment Printing Press, he does everything. If it can be printed, he makes it. Like, you should have seen this amazing vinyl window decal he did for a local business in his town. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Like, like, there's really nothing that this guy can't do. And when I say, you know, it's this guy and one guy, really is. It's a one-man show, right? And, mm. you know, he, him and his wife, they run the coffee thing. They've got other stuff going on, obviously. They've got a slew of children and a new one on the way, <laughs> you know. So well, it's just. Yeah, what's going on over there? Holy jeez. Find, a ho- find another hobby, you guys. It's something in the coffee, right? It must you be, know? yeah. Yeah, the, the coffee coffee promotes fertility. I don't know, but um, but yeah, like they're just he's a family man, you know, taking care of his family. And when you support True Call Coffee, not only do you get fantastic coffee, but you're supporting um, a family, right? And and a metalhead on top mm-hmm. of that. So it's not some giant conglomerate. It's not somebody saying, "Hey, let's put your logo on this coffee," and then their CEO gets their third yacht. 
it's just a dude like all of us, you know, That's right. taking That's care it. of his family. That's it. So true cold coffee, T R V E K V L T coffee.com. Go out there and possess yourself a cup today. So snowman, what's going on with you? Well, myself, actually, since we last spoke, um, a couple, couple days after that, starting at that point, it's, uh, it's been quite the weekend, uh, had an interesting show that I'm going to get to with uh, my metal fix. Um, it was WrestleMania weekend as well. I hit the record shops, I hit the comic shops, and just had had a really good time. And it's looking like I got a really cool week weekend weekend coming up as well. Um, this past weekend, though, as we speak, was April 1st. Okay, and of course, that is April Fool's Day. And I was just kind of on a whim. I just want to quick uh, share a quick story here before we get into our mandatory metal segment. Um, being April 1st, just kind of on a whim while I was out and about with the snowy brood and all that, I just kind of had this idea of making a status on Facebook, on my personal Facebook saying, you know, I just heard Air Supply on the radio. Now, you remember Air Supply. Is that I'm all out of love, I'm so lost without you? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes, yes I do. a whole whack of other just the most wretched shit you're ever going to hear. Well, it's, it's, it's all it's the, the terrible. syrupy ballads, right? It was. Yes, that's exactly it. It's just just brutal. Oh, it's just whenever whenever um I'm on like an 80s Facebook page and which band annoyed you the most? You know, what's the most annoying song you've ever heard? My go-to answer is anything by Air Supply. You know, it's funny. I'm sure there's something for me that fits that bill from the 80s. But if you're going to say, like, what's the most annoying song? It's that song, Happy, by that Pharrell Williams dude. I oh, don't, hate that song. Don't worry, be happy. No, no, not don't worry, be happy. Oh. Just the song, Happy. It, it It's only been out, like, the last decade. It's, because oh, no I'm happy. Oh, Because okay. I'm happy. I, like, yeah, that's dude, irritating. I, I can't stand anything about it. Like, the minute I hear the first note, just something about it just raises the hairs on the back of my you uh-huh. know, hands. And like, ah! Yeah, can't stand no, it. Nobody's that happy. I just, but it's not even that, because I'm a pretty cheery guy. That's true enough. Also, I love Mbop, and I mean Mbop is essentially just happiness in a song form. It is, yeah. And it just uh, that song, "Happy," I just I can't figure out why I hate it so much. I, I don't blame you. Yeah. I don't blame you. But anyway, well, yes, Air Supply is just like the 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 spawn of Satan. Okay, in mu in in musical form. So I decide I'm gonna make this status. Okay, yeah. So I just heard Air Supply on the radio. I think I'm coming around to them. <laughs> Press ascend. Now the idea, okay, is who can we get to respond to this? Well, I had about five or six of my 
Facebook pages, one, one, her Facebook friends, like, oh, no, it's no, you know, that's what happens with age. I had a friend. That's that's what happens with age. Yeah, you, you know, they're, they're given all these, all these responses. Okay. And it took, <coughs> excuse me, it took radioactive metal alum and pretty much my oldest friend. You remember Mr. Mark Buell. Yes. We've had him on the show a couple times. His response was, April Fool, nice try. Nice. <laughs> oh, you know me too well, pal. <laughs> because we we remember, you know, we were that age together, you know, when Air Supply was pretty much destroying music <laughs> and all that. So big shout out. So, Mr. Buell, couldn't put it past you, pal. Couldn't put it past you. That's pretty good, dude. I hope everyone else had a cool weekend and a cool April Fool's Day and just had a great time all around. Had a really cool WrestleMania weekend, which uh, that's going to be part of my metal fix as well when I get to that. So, before we get into all of that, how about the aforementioned um, mandatory metal Courtesy of the good folks at A True Cavalt Coffee. Right now, available from the good folks at High Roller Records. They've re-released the classic debut Destructor album, Maximum Destruction. Oh, and the vinyl looks pretty sweet. It's got it's got some cool designs on it. And it's just like when High Roller goes all out you know you're getting one hell of a release and it looks absolutely fantastic so i figured uh destructor true cobalt coffee good combination the song that i discovered destructor with was a pounding evil as part of that speed kills but who's dying uh volume two oh yeah yeah metal metal forces magazine put out this series of uh well kind of like metal for you okay you know how metal blade the record label had the metal massacres yes metal forces had a series of their own compilation and i discovered a lot of really cool bands from that just like metal massacre as well because that's that's the way we rolled in the 80s and it was a magical time a magical time when you heard songs like destructors pounding evil
been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. All right, dude, I've been waiting a whole week just to hear what's going on down in your neck of the wood. Let's hear it. All right. So did you know there is a biopic out and I think it just came out this past week called Spinning Gold about Neil Bogart of Casablanca Records? No, no, you have my attention. Well, I haven't seen it yet, and I was telling my wife, like, I think I need to slip out one of these evenings and catch it, because the preview, you just see the demon's boots. Like, you see Uh Gene Simmons cross his legs with the boots, and, you know, they obviously, they hint about Kiss a lot, Um, but it's supposedly about Neil Bogert, 
But then they say, two kids from Queens trying to make it big. I'm like, was that Neil Bogart? Because, like, when you read Gene's books, like, you know, it sounded like Neil, uh, by the time we started Casablanca, it was just, you know, for shits and giggles. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see that. You know, right. so yeah. you know, I want to put that on your radar. Thank you. All right. Now, pick it up. Ska in the 90s. It's a documentary on Tubi. Have you seen this? No, no, but I'm writing it down. Oh, you need to see it. And are you familiar with a band called the Aquabats? Uh, the name. Okay. Yeah, I know kind of what they are. So in their early days, they were definitely a ska band. You know, Now they're more like a, a rock band, but... They dress up in costumes. They've done kid, they, like kids shows. I think they're the ones that created Yo Gabba Gabba. Um, they just do crazy, outrageous things. And I'm watching this documentary, and I'm watching all the stuff they do on stage. And you know, they've got their costumes. They've got um, you know giant robots that they come out and fight. And I'm thinking, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is a family friendly version of Guar. <laughs> Ouch. Like, that's what it is. It's just, it's a family-friendly version of Guar, which is, I'm all for, because Guar is fantastic entertainment. What's mm-hmm. wrong with making a family-friendly version? Nothing. It's it, it's a great idea, no matter how you do it. So, um, I'm a huge fan, obviously, of this documentary. I loved Ska in the 90s. Like, the Ska and the Swing movement were... I, it, it was like I had just been waiting for that to come back. You know, g- guitars driving a horn section just makes makes my day. So, because of that, I ended up on the Tubi rabbit hole. Uh-huh. That's dangerous. Down documentaries. And they have a documentary on Fat Records. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that one? No, no, but I know of which one you speak. Okay. It's on, it's on my list. Oh, well, you have to see it because propaganda is in there. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're talking about like, yeah, we're a band from Winnipeg. And, you know, we were playing the Albert. I'm like, holy shit. I know all this stuff you're talking about. <laughs> I'm like, I've never been uh-huh. there. But I know everything you're talking about. And mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, we're trying to play here and there in Winnipeg. I'm like, wow. And um, the thing, well, no, nah, I don't want to ruin it for you or for anybody else. But just it's the propaganda thing was really, really interesting. And it says a lot about Fat Mike. Like, I, I love no effects. I love their humor. Mm-hmm. I, like, because as, as you know, now I've gone down that rabbit hole, I was looking up their stuff again and I forgot, we talked about it on this show, but I forgot about it that I guess two weeks after they had the shooting in Vegas at that country show, right. um, no effects is playing and fat Mike's like, yeah, I guess you only get shot if you play country in this town. <laughs> and I, well, here's what I want to know because they ended up having to issue a public apology and I want to know who had the problem with that because I'm reading this again. I'm still laughing. Like I find it funny because yeah. And I think we've talked about the fact that like I'm one of those guides where almost everything is funny, especially if there's enough time and distance behind it. Right. And I'm thinking, I'm like, this is the band that put out Liza and Louise. Uh-huh. And one of the lyrics in that song is, I'll never forget the first time you kissed me. Now I want you to fist me. <laughs> so 
if you are going to see a band where that is a lyric, you're really surprised and upset by yeah. the comment about the shooting. Like it couldn't have been any of the fans. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, like no, like it not. had to it had to be like some hoity toity, um, you know, um, uh, music critic or whatever. But I'm like, I, I can't read that. I'm like. No, that's totally what I expect from these guys. Mm-hmm. Like, because they're like everything's funny, nothing's sacred, you know. And they they fuck with everybody. It's kind of like you know South Park set to music, <laughs> you know. I don't, yeah, that's a that 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 that's a good equation. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's fun. So this is a really fun documentary because Fat Mike's a very interesting dude. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, it, and it's funny because like he apparently he's really into BDMSM and talks about being a submissive. And I find okay. that I don't need that visual. Oh, come on. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's like you're going to you're going to get a visual in the documentary. Nothing too graphic, but like, <laughs> okay. trust me, there's stuff coming. Like, Whew, didn't expect to see that. But it's still kind of, but again, it's no effects. It's funny. But so he's into this. And, but when you hear him talking, he's very opinionated, very strong. Like when he signs a new band, like, like you know, there are bands were saying like, yeah, like he basically was, was like telling us that sucked without telling us that sucked. And I'm like, shit, we have to re-record this. And just like, he's really, really, you know, opinionated, very, very strong willed and that sort of stuff. And I always find, and this is just, you know, the part, the part of me that finds psychology fascinating is that people like that, like nine times out of 10 end up being submissives because they need that balance in their life because Mm -hmm. they're always dominating everything. They have to be dominated at some point to find that balance. So, and they don't, obviously they don't talk about that. This is my personal observation just because again, like, I just find it interesting because I don't know. Have you seen uh, Professor Marston and the Wonder Women? No, no. Okay. That's another one. It's 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 like a biopic. It's not a documentary. All but right. You should check that one out because it's basically about Professor, you know, William Molson Martin and how Wonder Woman came to be. And uh-huh. basically, um, Wonder Woman was based on his wife and his lover, but it was also his wife's lover. Like the three of them were in a relationship and he had children to both of the, both of them. Wow. Holy and shit. they all was, raised each other's children. That was and, progressive back then. Holy shit. Oh dude, it's insanely progressive because then like when he died, the two women stayed together. Wow. And you know, they, they were a couple like, so yeah, like it, it was insanely progressive, especially for that era. And it's, you know, like he he was one of the guys that really kind of pioneered that stuff. So, so like, I, I don't know what you've studied with psychology and that sort of stuff, but like he came up with the, well, um, him and his wife came up with the, like the, the early lie detectors, like based on heart rate. Right. And figuring that out. And then he also came up with the, the the disc theory, which was about personality tests. And it was like, I can't what I can't remember what he called it, but it, it's changed since what he came up with. Because his was very much into like the BDSM sort of thing, too. Like, like, you know, um, all the three of them were into bondage and all that sort of stuff. So 
Wonder it, Woman's lasso of truth. Is, it, that's yeah, exactly where it came this from. This is where it's coming from. Yeah. That's exactly where it came from, dude. You're dead <laughs> on. So it's a very fascinating movie <laughs> to watch. But, but just like all that, just like when you see these people that are so dominant that they need to be dominated. So it just, I don't know, it all fascinates me. But anyway, Fat Records, hysterical. And here's what's really funny. I was yesterday years old when I realized it's called Fat Records and not Fat Rec Chords. I've always broken all three words out. Right, yeah. Always. Yeah. I I think it's interchangeable. Like, if you want to call it records, great. If you just want to call it records, I think Mike's cool with it. Yeah, no, no. no. No, they are pretty, pretty adamant about its fat records. I'm like, huh, okay. Ne- never in the last 20 years has that crossed my mind. You know, that's pretty interesting. It's amazing how, and here's another lesson in psychology here, yeah. how you can you can just kind of take things for granted, oh, yeah. and you you don't really give it any thought, and you might see it every day. You know, and it's like, oh, yeah. You know what? I I really had to think about that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, and that's one of those times where they're playing with the English language, but I can mm-hmm. agree with it because it still follows all the rules of the English language. <laughs> right. There, there are other times like we had this piece of software work that they call Click, and it's spelled Q-L-I-K. Okay. A Q at the beginning never ever fucking makes a C sound. Ever. No, no, you're right. It doesn't. Never. That's not how the English language works. I don't know what fucking language it is, but if you're going to like fuck things up like that, you better say, hey, this is the French pronunciation. This is the <laughs> Zimbabwean pronunciation. That's right. Like, I just, I fucking hate the liberties people take with shit so they can be different. And I'm like, well, just call it Kulik, but it's not Kulik, it's Click. I'm like, no, it's not fucking Click. No, it's not. Yes. Definitely not. That's not how you spell it. <laughs> Like, like nothing about this works. If you can tell me what language it works in and you can show me examples that you're not making this bullshit up all about it. There you go. You know, but, but just like, no, if we're just going to make shit up, like, no, not doing it. But anyway, I digress. So last thing, dude, I gave the new rotten sound a spin today. Oh, hang on. Back that up. So, um, no effects has a new album out this year. Oh, Okay. So last year, they put out an album. They called it single album. This year, they put out an album. They called it double album. But oh, it's still, still just 10 songs. And I, again, like I'm listening to this. I'm looking at this. I'm like, these guys are just great. Because they don't give a fuck at all. And everything's funny. Like they just, you know, they call it double album. It's ten songs. No, that's not a double album. It's <laughs> standard, standard play. That, that's the joke, mm-hmm. right? Like I love that. But they had this song there. It was called "Don't Count on Me." <laughs> it's like if <laughs> if, um, if you're near the end and you need somebody to talk you out of it, don't count on me. You know, like I'm not that guy. And it's like I mean this sincerely. It's, it, dude, it's so funny. Like, like. 
so many of these songs like are you can tell that it, especially with, with the age that Fat Mike is now because I think he's in his mid fifties at this point. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. they're semi autobiographical, but just it's so funny. It's so damn funny. You know, so I definitely recommend the new NoFX album, double album. All right. Um, definitely check it out. It's it's still good. But then the new Rotten Sound. Okay. Mm. Dude, this is exactly what I needed to hear this morning. So I knew we were recording tonight, um, you know, getting ready for work. I'm like, I'm going to pop on the new Rotten Sound. So I pull it up, put on the first song. It's, I look, it's called Pacify. I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm just, I, I read a title called Pacify in my mind. It's going to start the way other, you know, Rotten Sounds, Sound songs have started. It's probably going to be like, you know, a few seconds of silence, fading in, a little static, slow, boom, boom. No. It, it like the minute you hit play, it punches you in the face. It was awesome. Dude, this record. This is the most intense Rotten Sound record I've heard yet. Wow, that's saying something. Dude. I like... Fuck, what was the one? It was a couple years ago. Like, like you know, ever since I've discovered them because of this show, you know, I'm like, man, I really dig this, right? Dude. This... uh, I I, I can't even do it justice. (laughs) Like... It, it's so good. So do you remember like when you get the old analog recordings of a band that was just unhinged, like, like, like picture like a black flag, right? Like mm-hmm. the, um, like the process of weeding out album where everything's on 11 and feeding back. You've just got all this intensity because there's just so much energy coming into that tape. And tape could capture that, right? And then mm-hmm. we kind of lost all that when we went to digital. I don't know how they've done it. I would love, and I've tried to get a hold of them before, and now I just, I, I feel like I just need to, like, you know, get my passport, go to Sweden, start tracking these fuckers down, um, you know, with a recorder, <laughs> and j- just like pop out of the mailbox. Hey, can I ask you a question about this album? You know, Put, put the mic in their face. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, crazy American. Any can, yes. Yeah, you know, that kind of shit. But, um, uh, dude, like, this album is just unrelenting. And it's just intensity from the start to the finish. There's barely any time between songs. Um, like, oh, it, it, it is, like, like, you know the most amazing punk rock shows you've seen where there is barely any time between songs other than mm-hmm. like somebody counting out one, two, three, four, and you just, just go, 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 go. And there's no slow songs. It's just and like by the time they get to the end of the set, like you are drenched in sweat and your body is just ready to give out. That's what it's uh, yeah. like to listen to this record. For sure. No, and, no, and it's for even sure. more intense when you hear these sounds. I'm like I'm listening to these sounds. I'm like, fuck. Like, like of all the different bands that offer like all these like VIP packages, right? Like, you know, you pay this X amount of thousand to get a stage play guitar by Scott Ian or Gene Simmons, right? Gene Simmons is probably like, you have to like sign over your firstborn in three or four houses, but still, 
you know, you get these stage play instruments and they have all these VIP experiences. Dude, I'd pay a couple grand if I could sit in a studio with these guys and fucking watch. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be fantastic. I, God, I'd love it. I would love it. It's just, wow. Like, I, I, I can't say enough great things about this record and just how fucking intense it is. It is, it is. And everyone, go back. Last last episode, if you haven't given you haven't a spin yet, we uh, we dropped uh, Suburban Bliss from that Apocalypse record Dude, as, so as well. It's, yeah, it, it is fantastic. The second... Second, I see a vinyl copy for sure. I'm grabbing it. Yeah, dude, it was so good. But anyway, that's all I got, man. What's going on with you? Well, with uh, myself, I'm going to kind of start it off with a little bit of a bummer. Okay, we were before we went out out and about. We had to make a couple stops yesterday, and we decided, okay, you know what? Um, we're going to be near this one particular mall. Where there is a um, Sunrise Records location. Okay, I'm gonna stick my head in and see if I can find a couple more cool records this weekend. Great. I'm in the mall. I turn the corner. Doors closed, locked. We have shut down. Now, yeah, ju- just that location though, okay. not Sunrise in general. Oh. Good, because I'm like, no, 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 don't tell me, don't tell me. And they said, well, the sign said, okay, well, sorry, we're shut down here, but you can go to this location and this location. Okay, good. This just means, though, that there's no more Sunrise Record in the mall that we're in almost every Saturday. And it's kind of a bummer. Well, I'm glad you brought up malls, because I wanted to ask you in general, um, you guys actually have like staffed functioning malls still? Oh yeah. yeah. Dude, just in the last few years, um, all the malls around us have just gone empty. Wow. Like like they they look like like, you know, an apocalypse movie. Hmm. Um and 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 when just a few years ago they were just full and thriving. You know, <clears throat> right, right. No, and, we yeah. we have malls that are doing really well, but this one particular, the Disney store is gone. Um, one of the collectible shops that we went to all the time, that's gone. Oh, and man. now the music shop is gone and all that. And I'm like, I I don't know how. And we're in this mall almost every Saturday because we're also at the bookstore. Yeah. That's that's beside the mall and all that and. There's just less and less reason to go into this mall for us now, and I'm yeah. thinking we would might it might be coming to an end. We have, might have to start going to one of the other malls near where Little Snowy lives or something. You the know, end of the era, man. It is. It is. Yeah. I, yeah. I really wish I could find a, a real thriving mall that's close to what it was like in the '80s to take my kids to. Hmm. Because I just, I don't think anyone's ever going to understand that, you know? I want a mall with nothing but collectible shops, merch shops, um, the food court is all of my favorite stuff, you know, music shops, just, I want a mall catered specifically to me, damn it. 
I don't think you're asking too much. Uh, not much, no. <laughs> I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. So that's that's too bad. We're just going to have to make sure that the other sun, Sunrise locations, you know, are in business, you know, for as long as absolutely possible because I need my fix, man. Streaming just, just doesn't do it. I get it, dude. Yeah, yeah. I got my fix. Though, uh, some of my uh, usual haunts, I went to Old Gold Vintage Vinyl here in Winnipeg and to the good folks at Planet of Sound. My first stop was was Old Gold. And the very first thing I saw as I walked in, before I even had a chance to say hi to, you know, to Brent, the good, you know, the owner of Old Gold, before I even had a chance, because I was... I was going in there. He put something up on Facebook, and I wanted specifically that particular recording. Okay. As I walked in there, though, the very first thing I saw on the new arrival rack was the first Grim Reaper album, See You in Hell, no. on vinyl. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. Now, I remember when this record first came out, and that it came out the same time I was, you know, going metal exclusively and full in full time and all that so that was kind of a favorite of my friend and eyes but i never did get it on vinyl and sure enough yeah i picked it up i grabbed it see you in hell yeah i'm, I'm looking at the back i got it in my hot little fist now 1984 Eb, Eb, ebony music fantastic that's awesome dude yeah yeah so i grabbed that i'm looking for the this this the seven inch that I was looking for, it looked like it was um, the cover of this 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 single I was looking for. It was very deceiving. It looked like it was going to be the main theme to the movie Aliens. Okay. So I'm like, okay, I want that. I want that. Well, before I even had a chance, because I was right there as the shop was opening, and he he hadn't got all the new releases out onto the shelves yet we're slapping it on to make sure like this is it and it's some sort of pop music that doesn't sound anything you know like an alien soundtrack so it's like wow yeah you know what no i think that's just uh, there's just no no connection to it at all so i went about my business and i knew there was some other seven inches he he was bringing in some old Alice Cooper from, from the seventies and all that. And, and, um, but before I had a chance to scoop those up, the guy in front of me, he had a mitt full of seven inches, including those Alice Coopers. And, ah, I should have, I wanted to roll them in the parking lot because <laughs> he bought a seven inch of black flags, TV party. No. Uh, Oh, yeah, I was, uh, I both loved this guy and hated him at the same time. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, oh, I would have shelled out. I hope, I hope Brent charged a pretty penny for that because it was definitely worth it. And I hope he really stuck him for a lot of money, but it's like good for him. Like that's, that's, um, something that I definitely would have grabbed. I did pretty good though as I was going through, like I said before, he even had a chance putting them out onto the shelves. I was flipping through them. I found um two 
<clears throat> old seven inches from Susie Quattro. Can the Can, of course, one of her biggest hits. And the song Too Big. And it's like, okay, well, this is cool. Like, I've never actually seen, like, I've got pretty much all of Quattro's albums on vinyl and all that. I don't think I've ever seen any of the seven inches around there. Not even, you know, like her, her biggest hits. So I grabbed those. It was a pretty cool price as well. Do you remember Fear? The band? The band, yeah. Well, yeah, it was uh, one of these early bands. It was. It was. And they're also famous because um, I was a huge John Belushi fan. And they are famous for John Belushi being a fan, bringing them out to Saturday Night Live, and yes. then trashing the set. Uh-huh. Well, I found a um, the 7-inch of the, the Fuck Christmas single. No way. Side, side A was a song called Now You're Dead. And Side B is I Love Living in the City. That's oh, what... No. That's what yeah. Yeah, that's what got my attention as well. So I had to snap that up as well as a really cool um, hardcore band, Damage Control. I want to get into a track from them in a little bit um, as well. Like I said, last weekend, as we speak, was WrestleMania week yeah. weekend. OK, big, big wrestling bash. It was two nights, Saturday and Sunday. I, I blew off the first night because I had other things going on in Snowy Manor, and I make my way out to my friend's place to watch Mania and all. And I'm just not a big WWF guy. Well, I was gonna say, like, I thought you were swearing off all things Vince McMahon. <clears throat> well, yeah, it's Mania, and you know, like, there's there's no way I'm paying for it. Well, I I believe that the real reason you turned in is because you were hoping with a mustache like that, he was going to tie some lady to the tracks. <laughs> yes, you saw you saw Vince's new porn stash, or yeah, it's no, it, it's not it's not a porn stash. Well, it's, that, that yeah, is definitely it's... the I have tied a lady to the tracks in the nineteen thirty <laughs> silent films. It's definitely evil. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. Yeah. And. It definitely fits him. Well, I was totally blown away. I love it when you discover, when you see or hear metal when you're not expecting it. Yeah. In a movie, you know, a, a TV show. Well, when um, the pro wrestler Edge made his way to the ring, and who's a legit metalhead, a, a real life, real life metalhead, he has his own hard rock theme song. But before they got into that, as he was first appearing and coming to the ring, they were cranking Slayers South of Heaven. Yes. And I was like, oh. And that is the perfect. I've said this the very first time, 1988, when I bought South of Heaven on vinyl and I dropped that needle. Those opening riffs, I said, that is a pro wrestling ring entrance song. Some big badass like the Road Warriors or something that that works and it does. All these years later, it was absolutely fantastic. And of course, I'm in a room full of metalheads, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We liked Edge, but we like Edge now even more. This is that. This is absolutely fantastic. That's 
Metal in Wrestling Part 1. <clears throat> Excuse me. A few days earlier, okay, 3D Pro Wrestling, kind of an independent wrestling promotion, was uh, putting on a show here at the Pyramid. It's a half wrestling, half hardcore show. Three bands, two matches, and they just kind of interchanged with one another. And there's only two matches because um, the venue, you couldn't get a ring in there. So what they did is they had two death matches. Oh, jeez. Now, what death matches are for the uninitiated is it's basically two guys... They try to kill each other. And they just beat the tar out of each other with whatever. And, of course, our good buddy Ducky at our uh, sister program, Wrestling Night in Canada, he brings weapons to these. He makes his own weapons and donates them. <laughs> and it's like, because... Oh, it's, my goodness. Yeah. Because this is his thing. Like, he's right into this. Me, I'm more old-fashioned and all that. But I'll go... To see this shit with him and my buddies and all that for an evening out, um, we pound we pounded back a uh, a bottle of whiskey behind the venue before we went in because I gotta have a couple shots before I watch this crap. Okay, and there's like I said, there's there's no 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 ring. They fought. Everyone in the audience kind of formed a semicircle around the front of the stage and then they just fought on the stage and on the floor and in, in front of it. Now people can say all they want about, yes, pro wrestling is a show. Yes. It's predetermined to say wrestling is fake. You need your head examined. Okay. Especially something like this, because the main event ended with, um, one guy, and I don't even know these guys' names, and I really don't care, okay? John Doe at this point. <laughs> one, one, yeah, yeah. One guy powerbombed the other guy off the stage. Through, they set up these uh, four folding chairs, separated them with a table or a, uh, a door wrapped in barbed wire. Powerbombed this guy through the door. Got the three count. And that was the end of the show. That was it. The bands had played. The other the other match had gone on. And I'm watching the ref pull the barbed wire out of this guy. And it's like, oh. And they use fluorescent lights, light bulbs on each other. They So what's the fatality rate, like in all seriousness? <laughs> um, in these death matches, one of the biggest death match name, Nick Gage, he actually died on his way to the hospital but they revived him but, but yeah, other yeah. than that though like, like how how many people like you know do one or two of these and and then that's it none they're, they're dead none 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 that we know of that, that's amazing that me. is yeah yeah because when you're when you're smashing each other over the head with fluorescent light bulbs because that, that was one of the things they did. They handed it out to handed them out to people in the front row. Can you hold this until one of the wrestlers grab it and then cracks the other guy over the head with it? Dude. <laughs> you know. Duck, Ducky said that the next day 
he was still pulling fluorescent light glass out of him, out of himself. Like, you know, like, it's just, it's like, like it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, dude. And that but shit's the, dangerous, it was, man. It, it's very dangerous. It's very dangerous. That's why, you know, there was only two matches. And I, I, I can handle this crap in small doses. I can't, you know, I don't want to watch a whole night of it because there's like deathmatch tournaments where, you know, it's it's all this shit, multiple matches in one night. Like, that's absolutely crazy. No, no. Yeah, no, I couldn't do it. Yeah, that's definitely in small doses. But the music, the bands were really cool. Um, all Winnipeg punk and hardcore bands. Oh, that's nice. Hi- highlighted by Murder Capital. You know, they're actually one of the bigger hardcore bands here in Winnipeg. Another really cool straight-age band, Means to an End. Hopefully I'll be seeing them in another show tomorrow night as we speak. And the whole night was curtain-jerked by the punk band called Cheap Heat. Now, Cheap Heat is a uh, is a pro-wrestling expression where you will say something on the mic or do something just to get a cheap reaction from the audience. Okay, you know at every concert, okay, when, okay, I'll just use, I'll just use Winnipeg and the, the singer of the band. Well, we were just in Saskatoon last night. <laughs> and of yeah, course, yeah. everyone, boo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's cheap heat. Yeah, in, in Pittsburgh, that, it would have been, well, last night in Cleveland. In Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Small doses, but give me uh, give me big doses of cool hardcore bands. <clears throat> uh, let's get on with some tunes here. A couple. Well, hang on, uh, hang on, hang on. Oh, oh. I'm gonna back you up for a second. So you talked about rolling the guy in the parking lot, you know, <laughs> and I started thinking. I'm like, are we the last generation that's gonna think like that? <laughs> like where where we'd mug somebody for their record collection because yeah yeah and I bring yeah. that up in all seriousness because one of the Rolling Stones things I was watching I think it was Keith was talking about the first time he met Charlie Watts he's like yeah I saw him on the underground and he had a list list the records he's like that was enough to mug him for mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> And, and he's serious as he's saying this. Imagine, imagine the police report this guy. The, this guy, well, I was going through the parking lot at Old Gold. This guy just jumped out at me, mugged me. He took one record. <laughs> he took one seven-inch record. Not my wallet. Not, 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 not all the other records. He took that one Black Flag TV party record. It was really weird. I don't know. Well, and the best part is... The cops would look at each other and just go, Snowy. Yeah. Oh, geez. Uh, yeah. That's, I'll bet you. Bet you that was him. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe at your house. Dude, pick up any new vinyls today. Why? Why? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I, got, I, got, I got this one. Okay. Can we have it? I got to give it back to him. Yeah. <sighs> that's not what we call evidence, Snowy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's get on with the. Cool tunes here. A couple cool singles across my desk. Oh, geez. The first 
The first new music in 12 years from Doth. D-A-A-T-H. I was really surprised to see this band. I thought no. they were... Yeah, I thought they were pretty much done. I thought so, too. We haven't heard anything from in forever. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure, for sure. So it's like, okay, we got to do that. No rest, no end. I gave that song a real a spin. Really cool stuff. Well, hey, That's speaking cool. of Doth, did you see that Polka Dot Cadaver's touring? No, no, that's awesome. Yeah, they're doing some shows. I can't remember where. Um, but I, I like, they're one of those bands. By the time I discovered them, they were they were done. And then all of a sudden, I got a song, like a, an alert that they had shows coming. I'm like, what? Like Polka Dot Cadaver for real? Wow, there's a name from the past too. Yeah. Right on, right on. I've been looking out for that. So let's get into some tunes here. Another cool. Um, Single coming across my desk, courtesy of Prosthetic, Macabre. I haven't heard that name in a while. And I remember they came through town, played the old zoo, had a fantastic time. They got a new single, Cremation of Care. Really, really cool stuff. So let's get into that. This is okay. Some enough. This is Macabre with Cremation of Care.
Yeah, I'm loving that new EP from the herd. Well, it's new to my collection, but it's actually a good 10 years old by now. That is a hardcore band, Damage Control, from the Can't Keep Us Down, a seven incher that was no more pain. And before that, the aforementioned Doth, no rest, no end. Great stuff. So glad they are back. This is the one thing, and I've said this before on the show, um, that I just don't enjoy doing about this show. You know, it's kind of, but we we volunteer. We're volunteering doing this, okay? And unfortunately, the world, as much as we like to think it is sometimes or pretend it is, the world isn't always happy, happy, joy, joy. You know, even in the hard music scene, which, you know, I like to have rose colored glasses on whenever I'm on the show and whenever I'm thinking about the wonderful world of aggressive music. Well, that's not always the case. And sometimes, you know, we have to talk about stuff that we just don't want to. This would be the um, time. This 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 discussion, it's not going to be very long because, honestly, I think there's not really much that has to be said about it. There was a tragedy in uh, Belvedere, Illinois, March 31st at a Morbid Angel show with Crypta, Skeletal Remains, and Revocation. All awesome bands. What a great bill. You know, I would have paid anything <clears throat> to see that. I wish it would have been uh, coming up here. Unfortunately, tragedy struck before, um, before. Well, it's a good thing, you know, like there was no bands on stage or anything. But, um, yeah, tragically struck. There was a storm in the area. I'm hearing one, um, one reporter was a tornado. The other just said, a storm. The roof had caved in, injuring like almost 30 people and unfortunately, fatally injuring another one. Mr. Frederick Forrest Livingston Jr., who we dedicated this episode to. It's very tragic. And, you know, it, it rocked. It rocked the metal world. We're still kind of hurting and in mourning from it. So I just wanted to take time out of this episode just to acknowledge this, to say um, it's terrible, it's tragic, that's too bad. And everybody, <clears throat> if you can, GoFundMe.com, just look up. Fred Livingston Jr., you will see a picture of his beautiful face sitting there playing an acoustic guitar, whatever you can, um, whatever you can, you know, donate to help with, you know, unfortunately, some of the expenses when someone passes away can get kind of high. That's that's just one of life's cruelties. You know, you're 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 already hurting, you're in mourning, 
And then, boom, there's all of these expenses. And especially, like, in the U.S., and I'm not going to get on a soapbox, but if you die in a hospital, like, you're leaving a huge hospital bill if you don't have insurance. Yeah. Um, and, and and all that. And that's, that, that's tragic as well. So we just want to give everyone that GoFundMe, Fred Livingston Jr., do what you can. And I figure, you know what we'll do? We'll take an educated guess. Obviously, I've we've never met Mr. Livingston and all that, but I thought it would be nice if we played a trio of songs and kind of take a guess. Hey, maybe this is some tunes that he would enjoy. And let's um, kind of start with uh, some old. Let's go back. The first, the second skeletal remains record condemned to misery let's drop a track here with sleepless cadavers Oh, no, no, no. 
The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Brocast podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Brocast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcast, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast, or playing in punk bands, or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums, then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots.
2020 saw a, well, I don't know if it's a comeback record, but a new record from the Mighty Hex with two X's, obviously, because they were a really cool metal band out of the 80s. They're entangled in Sin Record. That was the title track. And before that, out of Winnipeg here, Sabatory awesome band sing them live it's i don't i don't know if they're still together or what what's going on they're on on hiatus i'm looking forward to some new material from them that is a cover of mortuary drapes primordial good stuff good stuff and i hope mr livingston he's somewhere giving us the horns saying thank you and I hope everyone gives the horns to this week's Indie Spotlight. We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this Indie Spotlight. For tonight's Indie Spotlight, let's um, go to an area of Canada here that really isn't always synonymous with good metal. Like here, you know, and Winnipeg does quite well. Okay, but it's, it's Toronto, it's Montreal, it's Vancouver, those big cities that are, you know, really making waves in the Canadian metal scene. Every once in a while, a really cool band comes out of one of the more secondary scenes, shall we? And I thought it would be a really cool idea to give some time to Halifax, Nova Scotia's Killmore. It's a really cool band. Um, if you kind of dig your... Uh, Kind of like that more melodic type doom bands like Royal Thumb Thunder and Baroness, that type of sludge doom, whatever you want to call it, always sounds really good. And I think Kilmore does it with the best of them as well. So from there, from the inside release in tonight's Indie Spotlight, this is Kilmore with The Tempest. <laughs> 
www.facebook.com Killmore Band with one L and Killmore.bandcamp.com to hear some more of that awesome band. Well, my friend, despite, you know, the kind of downer of a topic we had today, I hope you had a good time. I know I certainly did as we're as we're doing this, it's a Monday. And I know people are, you know, everyone wakes up Monday morning after a weekend. They got the Monday blahs and all that. A little bit of life advice from your cool Uncle Snowy. Um, schedule things on a Monday. Okay, if there's no if there's no concert you want to see or a show, go to a movie. You know, go do Go do something. Don't just let Monday or Tuesday be, uh, like, make make the most of it. Expand your weekend. And then when you come in, you start, you know, the next, the next day, you're going to be in a much better mood. And it gives you something forward, you know, it gives you something to look forward to. Like, let's make Monday a fun thing. And I had an absolutely... Great time. So, speaking of which, all yeah. Tuesday, all Tuesday in the month of April, okay, the original Slumber Party Massacre and the sequel are going to be airing every Tuesday at really? our art house theater, the Cinematech here in Winnipeg. And oh, I never awesome. had a chance. I, ah, like I was, I, I don't think the original Slumber Party made it up here. In the theater, so I didn't get a chance to see it. I might have been too young to get into that kind of music, that kind of movie, anyways. So I'm really looking forward to seeing it, you know, in a movie setting. And it's on a Tuesday, so I'm gonna back up what I said by making my way out and seeing something like that in the uh, theater. To bring this uh, crazy train into the station, Power Metalers Thunderspell have a new record out, Thunder Warriors. I was given that a spin this week. Really, really cool stuff. Let's go out with the title track. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been one of those, one of those episodes. Episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off.